Welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where we're illuminating and dismantling all of the ways supremacy culture has impacted our relationships with ourselves, with source, and with others. Not just the overt ways, like racism, sexism, ageism, alcoholism, and all the other isms, but also the sneaky, cunning ways you wouldn't have thought of, like perfectionism, imposter syndrome, judgment, burnout, the not enoughs, and the hustle to achieve. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Batuk, and I'm a relationship therapist, leadership development consultant, and author of the book series, Fierce Authenticity. Whether you're a returning listener or you're new here, I want to extend a very warm welcome to you and invite you to connect with me through the Fierce Authenticity newsletter community. If you're ready to rise above an inherited systematic invasion rooted in fear and lack so that you can calm and refocus those energies towards reclaiming a fiercely authentic personal relationship grounded in an abundance and love that is so radiant all your other relationships are elevated with you, then this is the space for you. I invite you to visit www.fierceauthenticity.com slash connect to join me. I'm so excited that you're here. And now let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're back with me for the third review in our preseason review series. Now, before we talk about today's episode, what I want to share with you is my excitement about the fact that we are currently in the midst of the pre-publication early supporters campaign for my upcoming book, Fierce Authenticity 2.0, Supremacy's Impact on Our Relationships. You guys, the support that's been pouring through is so badass. There's so many people joining this movement to help uplift and elevate this message so that this book can get out there and reach the masses and reach the people it's supposed to reach. Because if you've been here with me for a while, then you know all of this stuff that we do and that we experience and the violence that we perpetrate against each other and ourselves, it all comes from the ways supremacy culture has become so deeply ingrained and programmed into us. And so this pre-publication early supporters campaign is for you to join me on this movement so that we can eradicate all the hate and pain and suffering that we see. You'll find the links to learn more and join me down in the show notes, or alternatively, you can visit www.fierceauthenticity.com slash on the journey. And that's all one word on the journey. And because that's what this is really about. It's about you and me joining together on this journey of Fierce Authenticity 2.0 so that we can do the work of tapping into our most fiercely authentic selves so that we can do exactly what supremacy culture doesn't want us to do, which is to experience authentic 
connection, authentic communication, and authentic relationships with one another. Because you know what happens when we do that? What happens when we do that is we get to experience the true, deep, authentic intimacy that helps us feel so loved and so much like we belong to ourselves and something greater than that. And that is exactly what supremacy culture does not want, which is why it keeps us distracted and disengaged and numbing out, scrolling and doing all the things instead of cultivating practices so that we can be in authentic relationships with one another. So, Visit the link in the show notes or head on over to www.fierceauthenticity.com slash on the journey to join me as a trailblazer on this journey towards fierce authenticity 2.0. All right, now on to today's episode. Today's review is a review of our nervous system. We started a couple weeks ago with relational fuckery and the conversation James Olivia and I had because it's really important to set the stage that what we're doing here is looking at the interpersonal violence that we have experienced between ourselves and with ourselves. And then last week we talked about collective trauma because it's important to look at how collective trauma impacts our brains, our bodies, our DNA Last week's episode was a lot more about our DNA and epigenetics. And this week, we're going to look at our nervous system. This is kind of the brain and body intersection of how supremacy culture has impacted us. And it's really important that you know about this because we live in a state of constant stress and chaos and in the world that we live in today, and our nervous systems are fried. They are at capacity. They are, you know, if you picture a spectrum, it's we're so far on one end of the spectrum that we've literally been frying our circuits, really like just shooting that circuit, like picture it just totally frying as we are stuck on one end. And you'll learn in this episode that the nervous system, when it's healthy and balanced, is supposed to be able to regulate us, to bring us back and forth along that spectrum so that we can actually be mobilized or immobilized as needed and as appropriate. And then we learn how to come back into the middle, back into balance where homeostasis is, where we can rest and digest and create and play and engage, enjoy, and live our lives to our full capacity, which again is exactly what supremacy culture does not want for you. So, Check out today's episode, listen in. It's another one of those foundational review episodes that I do not want you to skip because it sets that solid foundation for when new episodes launch in just a few weeks here, okay? And 
as you are listening or when you finish and you engage in the practices that I share with you in this episode, take a screenshot, post it on your stories, tag me, send me a DM on IG at Sharani M. Batak. I mean, seriously, you guys, I want to engage with you and I want you to share with me. I invite that conversation about how it is that these episodes are supporting you, what insights and ahas are you getting, how are the practices that I'm sharing supportive for you, what do you want to see different, what do you want to hear about. I want to be in conversation and community with you, so please engage with me that way, and I'm so excited for you to listen and learn both nervous system, technical, jargony stuff, and tools to support you in coming back into balance and regulation. One thing to remember is that these episodes in these review periods, some of them are way early episodes. So yeah, the sound quality might suck. I've asked Diego that he please not edit those parts because It's a part of my authenticity is to share with you the journey as the journey was. And so if it sounds a little wonky or choppy, Diego didn't do it. Okay. That was me. And it just feels like this is the way the story wants to be told because these are our foundations. This is where we came from. And we can't erase and eradicate history. That's what supremacy culture has tried to do to us. And that's why we find ourselves in the situation that we're in. So keeping that in mind, enjoy this episode and please be in touch with me. Let me know what you heard. And if you're feeling called to join the movement, then visit the link in the show notes so that you can join this journey with me. Hi there, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about your nervous system. In previous episodes, we talked about our current situation, how more and more instances of injustice and discrimination is being brought to the surface. And it's not that there's more of it. It's just that now we have cameras on our cell phones and social media and outlets where we can actually expose what's happening. And we talked about the fact that you're going to mess it up when you start doing your anti-racism work and when you start to speak up (laughs) after, of course, you've done some learning, you're going to start to speak up and you're going to mess it up. And that's okay. As long as you're not being silent, that's what's most important. And sometimes it's going to look like you just need to just say, I'm learning. Here's what I'm doing. I'm reading this book and listening to this podcast and I'm learning. And I'm also listening to you as someone who's lived this experience. I want to learn from you. So that's the first episode, putting perfectionism to the side so that you can remember that you're going to mess it up. In the second episode, we talked about, actually the second episode was a love note to support that. And then we talked about collective trauma and how what we're experiencing right now is actually a 
triggering. <laughs> like it's a resurfacing, it's an activation, it's a reenacting, it's all of those things of all of the traumas that we have experienced as individuals and that we have experienced as a collective and that our ancestors have experienced and that it's been passed down. So today I want to build upon that and give you some practical tools on how to work on nervous system regulation. The reason I want to talk about this is because as we are going through the time that we're going through right now, it's going to be important for you to have the tools on how to regulate yourself, how to bring yourself back into your functional adult body so that you can actually do the work that needs to be done. When you are stuck in a state of fight, flight, freeze, it's going to be really hard for you to get anything done. You're either going to get defensive and be like, but that's not true, or but this is my experience. And I imagine if you are one of my listeners, you definitely don't fall into that category. And if you do, that's okay. That's why you're here. You're going to listen and learn. And the other part of it is that you could go into a complete freeze where you're just so frozen and you don't know what to say or how to say it or how to respond or how to do your part. Like you're just on the couch in a numbed out social media scroll stupor or Netflix numbed out stupor without knowing what to do. And so that's what makes these nervous system regulation tools and exercises incredibly powerful. It is because I want you to know how to keep yourself regulated so that you can do this work, whether it be dismantling systemic oppression and doing your anti-racism work, or whether it be being out there and doing your own inner healing work as it relates to why is it that you have a hard time with your teams at work, or you have a challenging time in relationships, or what were the stories of your childhood growing up? The these tools are going to help you and that's why I want to put it here right front and center at the beginning as we are beginning this podcast journey and path together this learning together that is what makes it super important and why I want to focus on the nervous system today so what is the nervous system and why does it matter the nervous system processes stress. And that is what makes it so important. I will be occasionally using the words stress and trauma interchangeably. And that's because stress and trauma are kind of a similar experience. When we experience something that is traumatic, we often have a stress response. We go into fight, fight, freeze. We either get really agitated, we want to run away, or we just numb out and absolutely don't know what to do. And those are actually trauma responses and also stress responses. That agitated, anxious feeling you get that works up inside of your body, but stress and anxiety and angst that you feel, it is a trauma response or a stress response. It lets you know that there is something happening that is unprocessed or has the potential to be unprocessed within you. The nervous system consists of the brain, the spinal column, 
and all of the peripheral nerves. You can definitely Google it and look up pictures. It's it's pretty intricate system. And its sole responsibility is to help you process stress. It will either keep you in a state of calm and regulated or it will put you on one of the two extremes of the spectrum, which is a state of activation, that's your fight and your flight, or it will put you in a state of hypoarousal. So the first is activation or arousal, and that's the hyperarousal. On the other side of the spectrum, you have hypoarousal arousal. And that is where you're in a freeze state and you don't know what to do, where you're just like, I'm going to stay under the covers and not do anything today. I'm just going to numb out on the social media feed and not know what to do or how I can do it. So that's why it's important. The nervous system's role is to actually be able to go out to at any point on a scale, if you envision it as a straight line and that straight line is a spectrum, the nervous system's job is to be able to go out in either direction and then to be able to come back into the middle. The middle is a state of homeostasis. That is when you are in rest and digest. A healthy nervous system is able to have experiences of stress and either step into a bit of a hyper aroused state, which would actually be good if you were being chased by a tiger and needed to run. A state of hyper arousal would be really great. And then be able to come back into the middle into homeostasis. Or on the other side, if you knew that tiger was about to pounce on you, you might need to play dead or go into that state of freeze. And the nervous system's job is to be able to, once the threat has passed, bring you back into the state of homeostasis, the place where you can actually rest and digest. All right. You still with me? I know that was a lot of information. Today I am in all out teacher mode and so all this information is just coming through and thank you for bearing with me. So that's what the nervous system's job is. Its job is to when you experience a stressful event, it is supposed to be able to bring you back into homeostasis or at least walk you back closer to it. Once the threat is gone, you will hopefully come back into homeostasis. Now, the problem is when we have chronic and persistent stressors coming at us all the time, whether that be a pandemic and then protests and then the news that shows us all sorts of horrible, awful things, or whether that's sitting in traffic or when someone cuts you off, or whether that be when your boss looks at you a certain way or when a coworker says something to you, all of those things we end up experiencing as a potential threat. And our nervous system doesn't actually get a chance to come back into homeostasis. It doesn't have a chance to come back into the place in the middle where you can just rest and digest so that all of your bodily you know, functions can regulate again. Because when you're either in a state of freeze or in a state of fight or flight, 
biologically, something happens to your body. I'm not the biologist, so I'm not the person to, to speak to that. But there is something biologically that happens in your body that not necessarily shuts down because we're always going to have blood pumping through us, but it diverts. If you need to run because there's a tiger chasing you, that blood will be pumping straight to your extremities so that your legs can carry you to run. It's not going to be focused on digesting your dinner from last night. No, all the flow and energy is going to go to preserving your life because you are in a legit life-threatening experience. That's why it's so important to come back into homeostasis because that's where your regular bodily functions can turn back on. That's when that part gets regulated again. And when we aren't, because we're in constant stress, constant stressful situations, we don't fully come back into that place. And that's when we have health conditions that arise, the belly, the pudge, all the cortisol being held because it's not being discharged because you're not fully coming back into a state of rest and digest and homeostasis because your body thinks that there's going to be another threat coming at it. That's why it's important for you to know some practices to help you regulate that nervous system. It's important to practice good self-regulation during a stressful event or a stressful time period so that once you are out of the stressful or traumatic situation, it's not all just left there unprocessed, built up on top of one another. I want to acknowledge that I am saying this as a woman of color who doesn't know what it's like to live with the chronic and persistent fear of being a black body in America. So I want to just take ownership of that and acknowledge that what I am sharing with you, I did learn all of this that I know about neurobiology and learning. I have to take ownership. I learned all of this from other non-black people and primarily white people. So I just want to take full ownership of that because as the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm realizing other than work stress or business stress or the regular day-to-day, quote-unquote, regular day-to-day life stress, I don't know what it's like to walk around in a body that is constantly targeted. I just want to name that. My stress looks different than someone else's stress. In the last episode, I mentioned the work of Mr. Resma Menachem. I'm just butchering his name right now. And I mentioned his work and he actually proposes that it is not post-traumatic stress disorder, but in fact, persistent stress disorder when it comes to the black community. So I just want to fully acknowledge and take ownership of that and name that. And from there, we can go back to looking at if a stressful or traumatic situation hasn't passed, and we're still in it, how can we at least continue to engage in some practices that will help regulate us so that we can go back out there and live our lives, and like I said at the beginning of this episode, and do the work that needs to be done so that we can go out there and dismantle the 
systems of oppression and systemic racism, and quite honestly, one of my favorites, the toxic patriarchy. So here are the tools. The first and most important tool that you can use to help regulate your nervous system is simply your breath. Really nice, big, long, deep breaths. When I recommend that you start to focus on your breath, I'll always recommend taking about three really nice, big, deep breaths, really big inhales through the nose and big exhales through the mouth because that really gets the oxygen going and the brain needs oxygen. And it also helps to activate the, oh, we can breathe. It's, it's safe now, which again is what makes our current movement so important because there are so many brothers and sisters in our country and in our world who are unable to breathe. Their nervous systems really can't get any rest. That is what signals safety to the body is if we can just focus on taking those big deep breaths. So when you start to feel your nervous system getting activated, when you start to feel the nervousness kicking in or the edge or the desire to numb out, first and foremost, bring your attention and your awareness to your breath. Next up, I really like the practice of placing one hand on heart and one hand on belly. I believe we ended our last episode that way where we just put one hand on heart and one hand on belly and then we allowed ourselves to breathe. And the reason this one hand on heart, one hand on belly is actually incredibly powerful is because the front part of our body up and down, kind of like if we just split our body in half vertically, there's a channel that runs through it. And that channel is the polyvagal nerve on the front side of our body. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that rest and restore response. It's one of the reasons why when we have babies and they need to be soothed, we actually put them, where do we put them? We hold them close to our chest, between our chest and our belly, right? That's where we hold our babies and they are chest to chest with us. And there's a reason for it. It's because it activates the polyvagal nerve, which activates the parasympathetic rest and restore response. Other ways that you can do the hand on heart, hand on belly, if you wanted to invite others to join you in this practice, in a practice of co-regulation, you do really big heart-to-heart hugs, just holding each other just similar to the way that you would with a baby, that heart-to-heart, chest-to-chest, so that it can activate that parasympathetic rest and restore response. It's amazing to feel that. And when we do it with another person, we call it co-regulation, using one another's nervous systems to help regulate both of you. Next up, we have shaking. A few minutes ago, I mentioned that one of the challenges is when we get stuck on either end of that spectrum, we need to discharge. 
in order to be able to come back. Uh, there's all sorts of research. Peter Levine created somatic experiencing and they studied polar bears and other animals and saw how after an animal has a stress response, they have to discharge that. The problem with a lot of us in human form is that we no longer in today's modern society have a way to discharge the pent-up energy that the nervous system is experiencing and that continues to keep us in a perpetual state of arousal, whether that be hyper-arousal and over-activation or hypo-arousal and under-activation. One of the best ways to discharge, whether you're stuck in fight, flight, or freeze, is shaking. Like literally taking your whole body and shake, 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 shaking the whole thing around. I have a, a really awesome one sheet guide I put together for you because I have several videos that I've done on actually demonstrating to you how this is done and what it looks like. And I'm going to post a link in the show notes so that you can go get access to the one page download that has links to all of these videos that I have sitting in my archives and in my library. So the link to that will be below. Shaking to discharge the nervous system and then coming back into soothing to help integrate the sense of safety. So you can shake, shake, shake to discharge it all out keep shaking until it's all discharged and then coming into the practice of soothing skin to skin touch even if that's your hand running over your own arm or over your own legs and belly and if it's not skin to skin that's okay again i have videos on all of that for you i'll have the link in the show notes so that you can get access to a library archive of of all of those different resources for you because i feel like it's something you actually have to see visually because it won't make sense if I try to describe it to you. Also, you can make funky faces like lots of funny faces to help your mouth and your facial muscles relax because in neuroscience, there is some research that supports that when our facial muscles are actually relaxed, it signals um, safety because then we're not in that state of fight or flight or freeze. Other ways that you can do some nervous system discharge is dancing. Oh my goodness, dancing is one of the best ways. And when I say dancing, I mean like pump up J-Lo and Shakira's 2020 halftime show and really watch and shake your booty along with them. Like that is what I am talking about when I am talking about dancing it out. That really high energy because it helps you also just shake, shake, shake it all out. So there you have it. Some quick tools to get you started in nervous system regulation so that you can be ready and prepared and, and show up for the healing and difficult conversations that we need to be having, not just right now, but that we are faced with at all times throughout our 
their lives. If you're interested in diving in deeper, I actually have a course that goes even more fully into nervous system regulation and nervous system practices. And I will leave a link for that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. And I will look forward to seeing you next time. Take really good care. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on the podcast, I would love it if you could help me get the word out to others. Ways that you can do this are by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. And of course, you can always share it directly by sending links and screenshots to those that you love. I want to take a moment to honor and acknowledge the amazing support team that helps make this podcast possible for you. Starting with Diego Velazquez, our podcast editor and the talented artist who created our custom music. Ana Olvina, my wonderful assistant who creates all of our beautiful graphics and the transcript of every episode, which you can find over at www.fierceauthenticity.com. Biana Sandich, who writes our amazing show notes and does it so well that I bet you couldn't tell it wasn't me. The talented Jillian at Epoxy Studios, whose photography is our cover art and pretty much every other curated image that you see of me on social media. My husband, who puts up with me when it's 11.30 p.m. on a Sunday night and I'm like, hey babe, I gotta record a podcast episode. Like, right now. Is that okay? My higher power, whose divine wisdom flows through me to bring these messages to you. And last but not least, I want to thank you, my listener, so much for listening in. If you'd like to join the podcast support team, some ways you can do so are by rating and reviewing the podcast, sharing it with everyone you know, and, if possible, making a financial contribution through the link in the show notes so that you too can be part of the team elevating this podcast and making it possible to bring to other listeners like you. I'm sending you so much love and we will be together again soon.